Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, September 12th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we talk about the fallout from Apple's iPhone 6 and Apple Watch announcements. iOS is officially fragmented, NFC goes mainstream, and the smartwatch category gets the Apple stamp of approval. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Hello. Hello. How's it going today? Uh, it would be okay if the rest of the world would stop spinning. <laughs> a little touch of the vertigo? Uh, just a bit. I... <laughs> I um I got went out and got me a cup of coffee and then I came back in the office and just as I was coming through the door the floor went vertical and <laughs> hot coffee burns a little. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, well, I um I'm not having room spins at the moment. That's good. But I will be. I don't s- recommend it. No, no, it's horrible. Uh, but I will be soon because I have to leave in about. 45 minutes to go to my Pilates class. Ah. <laughs> and the room will be spinning then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, let's, uh, we can minimize the waffle this week. We had a nice long waffle last week anyway. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, last week was a giant waffle. Big, huge one. It was, it was Belgian squared. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you have no idea, dear listener. We chopped out more than... An hour. Yeah, more than an hour of... It wasn't all bad, but more than an hour of stuff that you really didn't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're going to keep it a little leaner and meaner by jumping straight into housekeeping. Woohoo! Yay, housekeeping. Yay. Um, so by the time you hear this, there should be a new niche bit live on the World Wide Web. Yes, there should be. Um... What is it this week, Grunt? Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I spaced. <laughs> <laughs> I the, thought maybe the, you fell the, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, um, two inner ear infections is a bit more. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Grunt. I, my my Grunt workflow and, and my Grunt file and a little Ruby script I have to sort of initialize new projects and that sort of thing from the command line. Awesome. I actually love it. Like I can't. I wish there were more than one a week. <laughs> I like. <them. laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm having a hard enough time getting one a week. Um, it's. It's annoying because I've had this video done since Sunday. Mm. Or I mean, I, I've had or not the video. I've had. I've had everything ready since Sunday. I just. I haven't had a chance to. To um like e- edit everything. Mm. Yes. Yep. So I'm gonna put it up tonight because I have to now because we're talking about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Um, did you did you want to talk about the vagrant file too? The vagrant file. Yeah, we can talk about the vagrant file. Yeah, did we t- um, we didn't talk about it last week. I don't think. I don't think we did. But yeah, I made a vagrant file for. Um, I was setting up a development environment for you for Rails Rumble. Mm-hmm. And it totally works. <laughs> awesome. So cool. Um, yeah, it's a Ruby two RVM Postgres got bundler and start yeah got bundler installed and yeah. database all set up and everything so 
Yeah, long-time dear listeners will know that my frustration with Rails mostly stems from not being able to get my freaking machine set up for it. Um, and so if you're not familiar with Vagrant, this is, it's kind of like um, a little DSL on top of uh, VirtualBox, I think, mm -hmm. that uh, it just like, it's crazy. It just creates, it, it, it feels like this is not what it's doing, but it feels like it creates a remote Linux web server in your machine. Um, and you can SSH into it, but even cooler, you can share the directory structure across the two things. So you can work in your local development environment while you're SSH'd into this other thing, and the files that you're editing on your local machine are simultaneously being edited on the web server. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, creates a creates a, a GUI-less virtual machine on your on your computer. Yeah. And then it does all of the the magic network connection and port forwarding and all that stuff so you can access it from your from the host machine. Yeah, and I also noticed that you can access it from the cloud too. You can set up um, there's something called Vagrant Cloud that Oh, for hosting for hosting the images? No, for yes, that's that is where they host the images, but it's but you can share so like if if I was doing local dev on my machine, you're doing local dev on your machine, mm -hmm. and we want don't want to push it to a central place, but I want to show you my progress, I can post a URL that you can actually go, like see oh. the website on my machine. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's what you were telling me about the other night, but I, 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 I didn't. I thought it was just the the box hosting, and I didn't click the link and look and had mm. other stuff going on. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's like um, I think it's called Vagrant Share or something like mm. that. Yeah. Holy cow, can you hear the rain? Oh, I was going to ask you if you had a fan or something on in the background. Oh, it's pouring the rain. Yeah, I can hear it. Wow. Yeah. It's been like this since about 2 o'clock in the morning. Like mm. there, was, there was one point last night where it was, it was the raining so hard and so windy that I actually pulled out my phone to check and make sure there wasn't a tornado heading my way. <laughs> like if, if we had shingles on our roof, we, we would have lost a bunch. So. Wow. That's rad. Yeah. Well, we'll probably in for it. We usually get your weather the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I usually get it a day after. This looked like it was mostly hitting east, though. There wasn't a lot going north last time I looked. So. Uh, good. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll skip you. We had enough rain this summer. <laughs> um. Cool. Okay. So, uh, that's uh, uh, well, grunt a niche bit about grunt, and then also uh, mm -hmm. vagrant file, and that is up. By, I think you hosted that as a. A gist or something? It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, cool. It's gist. So we can link, we can to, link that to that in it. the show notes. Uh, and then it's the. A, yep. It's somewhere in my Twitter stream, too. Cool. Yeah. It, it took me a second to be like, well, I, I was expecting it to be like a big, huge download, but it's just this teeny little file. And I was like, wait a second. I need. What do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. What do I do? And no, you have to install VirtualBox and install Vagrant, but then you just run this. You just go Vagrant up in a directory that has that Vagrant file in it and like. Bada bing, and it'll, bada boom. And it'll download the, the image yeah. from where I put it on S3. It's rad sweet because it, it makes your local machine even dumber, which I love. <laughs> like, I, I love the dumb terminal idea. I hate having lots of stuff on my local machine, especially because yeah. I'd leave the house so much. And if I lost it, I'd be like, I mean, other than the cost of the hardware, I'd be like, eh, no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you lost your phone. What? Like when you lost your phone. Left your phone in the cab? Yes. Fortunately, it had a lock screen on it, so it was no big deal. 
Um, okay, so and just one last thing for housekeeping. Uh, Thursday, September 18th, which as we record this is a week from today, uh, I'll be giving a free webinar called Support Everything, Building Apps That Run Everywhere with HTML5, REST, and JSON. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super, it's going to be f- like a marathon. Like I'm just going to take an app and just like wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap it. Use it as like uh, SMS, I have like a SMS app, you know, everything. Yeah, you said what you're trying to get going to try and get it on ten different things. At least ten, but I've I've got like I think thirteen possible. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I may I may tune in for that just to watch. Yeah, just to watch you go. <laughs> yeah, to watch the demo gods rain down vengeance on me. Um, it, it, phone gap phone gap build will be down that day, guaranteed. <laughs> so every time I go to do a webinar, phone gap build is down. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll email them now and let them know you're coming so they can plan some maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, cool. So uh, that is uh, up, and you can sign up for it now. There's still space. Um, they pretty much they've had well, I've had over a thousand people in it, so it probably never runs out of space. But yeah. um, pretend that there's a possibility that it'll run out of space, so you feel <laughs> the urgency of signing up. <clears throat> you just want the excitement of being able to say it's sold out. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. If we brought down on 24, that would be a first. <laughs> um, okay, so no bug reports this week. Nope. Which means we can jump right into the future if you'd like. We can. We can. And I promise we're going to try and not do a fourth episode in a row about watches. Yes, I swear I won't. I, I In fact, in order to um, short-circuit my desire to talk about nothing but watches, I, I've posted not one but two blog posts in the last couple of days. Yeah. So, so every time I start to talk about it, you can remind me to just send people to the blog post, <laughs> which is much more concise than I generally am. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. So on Tuesday, Apple um, finally had a their big announcement that everyone's been excited about. The tech press has been going crazy with rumors for probably like at least six months. Yeah. About new iPhones, bigger iPhones, uh, iWatch, blah blah blah, and um, turns out that um, that is what happened. They announced all the rumors were true. Basically, the uh, they announced um, iPhone six and iPhone six plus. iPhone six is a four point seven inch screen, and six plus is a five point five inch screen. Um, they both have NFC, and they announced a. Uh, a smartwatch of the extremely fancy variety like Android Wear as opposed to some of the things that I I mean I was I was really expecting them to not release that kind of wearable right now. Yeah, same. Uh and the fact that they did means to me that they like Steve Jobs would have been like this this is not ready. Like we're not doing this. Uh, in my humble opinion. Um it's it's uh, whatever. I'm not going to talk about watches. Um, so, <laughs> but they did do it. Um, some of our predictions were they did release a gold one, and they haven't announced prices yet. But I will bet that it's approaching. Yeah, they did starting at three forty nine, I think. Yeah, starting at. But how? Starting at. Yeah, yeah. How much is the gold one though? Right. Um, they didn't say anything about battery life. They didn't say anything about uh, a lot of things. They didn't say if it was waterproof or not. Um, so uh, there a lot remains to be seen. I think they are they're scared and they're not. They're just like announcing this. They've obviously put a ton of work into it. It's very very polished. But um, yeah, I was, I I didn't think they would announce it yet because I didn't think they would have it as far along as they do. 
I'm, I'm surprised they, they've put, I think it's ugly, mm. but I think they've put a lot of time and thought into, into the UX. Yep. I mean, the, the reason I was surprised it was as polished as, it, I, I guess I'm surprised. I mean, I expected them. I think, I think I agree with you. I think I agree with exactly what you just said, which is that I, I can't believe it's this polished now. Yeah. Because it seems to me, I mean, like no one wants it. Like I haven't, I haven't talked to one person online that wants it. I think Tim Cook wants it. <laughs> Apparently. So anyway, I mean, I know a lot of people who are going to buy it, but no one wants it. Um, but anyway, so, um, but the, so the, the takeaway though, so we'll, we'll stick with takeaways from these, these essentially two big announcements. There's really, to me, there's three big announcements. It's the watch. It's that NFC is going to be available on the phones and it's that they went with, um, two brand new sizes. Yeah. To me, those are the three big things that, that are going to affect developers and designers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised about the 5.5 too. That's awfully big. Yeah. But, I didn't think they'd do it, but yeah. Um, they do have a clever, so this is interesting. So they have a clever, mm-hmm. um, they have a clever, I guess, what's it called? One handed mode where you double tap on the home button, which is, or, you know, oriented, the, the phones are oriented exactly like an existing iPhone. It's just bigger. Right. Um, the, the sleep buttons on the side instead of the top or whatever. Um, uh, but if you, I think it's, if you double click the home button, the whole interface slides down so you can reach the top edge and i cannot reach down in the bottom corner of the phone yeah i cannot wait to see what that does to media queries and (laughs) and like websites and icons i i can't like like is that gonna throw um window resize events like what is that gonna do yeah uh probably nothing it'll probably take the overall it probably just like i don't know what i don't know what it's gonna do i think it does (laughs) something on the hardware side just yeah hopefully so that the browser doesn't even know what happened. But, but so now here's the thing. I might want to know what happened because yeah. I, I'm like, okay, so now I'm operating. On a, ch- yeah. If you, if you know someone's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, if you sorry. know someone's doing it one handed, you might want to change the interface. Yeah. Or, or like if the viewport's not the size, I think it is. Yeah. I need to know that. You want to make, make stuff bigger so people can see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, um, the existing iPhone 5 is uh, 1136 pixels by 640 pixels at 326 DPI or PPI. Mm-hmm. That's the existing one. So it's it's a, so as far as your CSS is concerned, it's 320 pixels wide. Um, the the next one up, the iPhone 6 is 1334 by 750. So what's half of 750? 375. Yeah. So that's 375 wide as far as your CSS is concerned. And then the iPhone 6 Plus is 1920 by 1080 at four. And the, the 6 is the same DPI as the 5. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the 6 Plus is 401 PPI. It's crazy. So, and that, and I'd, I'm like, is that a third more or is it 50% more? Like, what yeah. is that? Was that the Retina HD? And I have no like idea. It comes a point. Does pixel density matter anymore? It's like you you reach a 
you reach a limit that <laughs> no one can see beyond this point. So why does it matter? But <laughs> right. And so the, the, and the reason why it matters to some people, not to me, but the reason why it does matter to some people is because, uh, or the, the noise I've been seeing online is that, uh, there's no such thing as a one pixel line anymore. Like you can't make a one pixel line. That's yeah. truly like, like, like you, you won't be able to make a whole number one pixel. I didn't even know how to talk about it. It's so complicated. Like when you talk, when you listen to like, um, PBK talk about pixels, just talk about pixels. They're like three layers of virtual pixel. Cause there's no such thing as an actual pixel anymore anyway. And it's just like, it's so confusing that it's a miracle to me whenever I read that stuff that anybody can put anything on a screen <laughs> because it's weird. But I do think it's so the moral of the story, I think, is that now we've got on. I Let's just say you're going to be a web snob and just design for iOS. Just do iOS. Yeah, I'm going to do pixel perfect iOS. I'm going to set my breakpoints at the device sizes. You've now got 14 this is and, and this is leaving one-handed mode out. You yeah. now have got 14 different breakpoints that you would need to support if you were going to support back to iPhone 5 or 4. Back to 4 because you still got yeah. that width. The landscape width 960 or whatever it was. No 460. So there's now there's three different if you care about pixel density, now we've got three different densities. So, you know, the moral of the story is to give up. It's time to give up. Yeah. Trying to yeah. make pixel perfect iOS websites. Yeah. It's like someone asked me the other day, it's like, a, a, you know, where they should set their what resolutions, should they set their breakpoints? And it's, I'm just like, yeah. start small, make your window bigger until things start looking like crap, mm -hmm. add media queries to fix the things that look like crap, yeah. repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who said that. I, I think it was St Stephen Hay said that. I can't remember who said it first, but I was like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while I'll, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, this really, this is so close to breaking perfectly on an iPad, but I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. It's just like, and now like iOS has a full, almost a smooth continuum of, um, of sizes like the, like if, across iOS alone, they've, they have, there is no gap between sizes really so yeah in effect the fragmentation is complete yeah and the sizes are weird yeah they are weird like they change aspect ratio 36 yeah. yeah i know yeah so so um stop worrying about screen sizes yeah just stop <laughs> everyone just stop worry about your content yeah that's one of the things i really liked about pattern lab is it had small medium and large preview sizes and they changed <laughs> Yes, I complained about it that at first, and then Brad was like, "No, dude, you don't. You don't want it to be the same every time." And I was like, "Oh, genius!" So, in case that was not clear, in, in Pattern Lab, there are settings that allow you to like change the viewport size really easily while you're working on the website, mm -hmm. and the buttons are small, medium, and large, but they're not a specific width. Like it, it randomizes within a range. Within a range, small. Yeah. Yeah, and he's broken out that, that little viewer into its own project called Ish, I believe, hasn't he? Uh, I believe I remember hearing about Ish, but I don't know if it's its own project or what. It would be cool. It, it's it uses iframes, so it would be really cool if you could just go. It has to use iframes because that's the only yeah. thing that way to make the media queries kick in. So it'd be cool if you just had like Ish.com and you could go to it, put in a URL, and just 
kind of like put put your site in disco mode. Sit, yeah. <laughs> sit back. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it on the screen sizes. Uh, the next big thing was NFC. Yes, Apple finally. Finally, put NFC in the phones and and the watch. Yeah, which is uh, like to me. That's I've been saying that mobile payments were going to go mainstream. I said I said in many places that mobile payments would be mainstream by Christmas 2013. So it looks like I'm off by a year. Yeah. Um, the because those these phones are coming out and they have a bunch of retailers on board with yeah, in the US and, and magnetic stripe stuff is going away next year. Yeah, that's right. So people are going to have to upgrade their stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so and yeah, like like every retailer in the US is going to going to need like new credit card processing machines. So <laughs> Right. So why not put NFC in them? Right. Um and there may be a reason, but um I think what's but so so payments is one thing, but NFC opens up doors to a lot of other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh that allow you you know you could um so like qr codes get a lot of hate from a lot of people and they are ugly um and they're sort of silly because a yeah. lot of these cameras will just pick up text now so you could just put a your url and point it at that and google's going to find it anyway um but the cool thing about it depending on how it's implemented the cool thing about the nfc reader is it's kind of like at least on the on the uh uh my nexus you can leave it always on. So mm-hmm. you just put the phone down. You don't have to launch an app or anything. It's just running. So like Bluetooth is just running. So you just like, can just scan, just like touch your phone to something and NFC and you can put NFC stickers all over the place. Um, yeah. They're relatively cheap and they don't need a battery. So you could do some really fun stuff with that. Now that everybody who has a, a modern iPhone and a modern Android phone is going to have NFC built in. Yeah, it's it's so nice to be able to have the NFC on iPhone. That's going to be um, handy. <laughs> yeah. it's finally, finally, people can get behind it. Like, they could have yeah. done some proprietary BS like they did with Bonjour. Like, they do it all the time. They, they mm-hmm. All the time, they're like, no, no, micro USB is too... Uh, we need, th- you know, Thunderbolt or whatever the lightning, lightning connector lightning connector and yeah it's way nicer to be able to flip it the other way but it's also super annoying that i have to have so a have bunch of different that ports. one cable yeah um but anyway the um the, but speaking of which did you watch the johnny ive demo the johnny ive movie about the watch uh in parts it's, i was watching it on the live stream and the live stream was kind of oh yeah this was right. the worst live stream apple's ever had i think it was the worst live stream that has ever been I think it was in yeah. the history of live streaming. Of live streaming, <laughs> it was so bad. It was, uh, but anyway, the um, the the video is unwatchable. It sounds like he's making fun of himself. <laughs> it is. It so... sounds like you mocking Johnny Ive. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, I got to pick up some tips from this dude. He yeah. totally nails it. <laughs> oh wait, this is the dude. Even Erica was laughing. She said. There's one line in there that is just so unbelievably pompous. Yeah. They go, uh, he's talking about the clasp on the watch and like how the clasp works. And it, and it's like a belt buckle clasp. It's a regular, regular watch clasp. 
Right. It's not even a it's clasp is the wrong word. It's a buckle, like a belt. Right. Like a normal buckle you would have on a leather band. Right. And he ta- he's talking about all the different bands and how they close and magnetically, f- like the plasticine leather. It's not plastic or no elastified leather. Just gorgeousness. And then, and, oh, and the, the, uh, the saddle band, what does he say? Is informed by the watch, by classic watch vocabulary. And she was uh. like, watch vocabulary? It's a buckle. <laughs> it's a buckle. <laughs> Classic watch vocabulary. <laughs> Can't you just speak normal, please, for one second? <laughs> You're so breathless. Like, look at this buckle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and, and and look at the video now. You just gotta try and sit through it. It's like yeah. if they don't if they don't rip him to shreds on Saturday Night Live this week, I will be surprised. <laughs> it's over the top, like so pompous. Uh, anyway, so. Um, so NFC opens up tons of possibilities. Mobile payments is one. I mean, frankly, credit cards aren't that hard. You know, they're pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. But um, but this would be really, I would love to be able to leave my credit cards at home. If we could get to that point, it would be nice because I don't like carrying them, which yeah. is why I, which is why I backed coin. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah. Now coins, <laughs> coins, and as you pointed out, coins. It, it depends. Coin is screwed if if a lot of retailers switch over. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of them are going to next year. Yeah, me too. So anyway, which is kind of why I thought Apple would wait. Yes, because because to me, to me, the the wireless payments is a huge, big deal mm-hmm. feature. So yeah, I thought they would have waited until you could pretty much do it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I've used Google wallet. It's clunky and there are not very many places that you can use it. And I think that Apple, the the big, if we want to talk about payments for a second, the big question that I've seen raised is will Google wallet work in all the places that the uh, Apple pay is going to work? Um, because even though they use NFC technology is the same technology and it's standard, there's some question about liability to the retailer and the credit, you know, Mm -hmm. not the credit card company, but the retailer and, I don't see how the retailer is going to care. I think all the liabilities on the bank and the credit card company, but um, we shall see. Yeah. Um, but even outside of payments, the, uh, the NFC opens up a lot of really, I think will open up a lot of interesting user interactions uh, for designers and developers. Yeah, I, I think so. And I'm excited about the fact that we'll, that you can now do NFC things that will be cross platform. Mm hmm. Yes. Yep. Cool. So, and then the big thing is the Apple watch announcement. And the, the thing about that is, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. The, <laughs> but the big thing about it, the big takeaway about it is smartwatches are official. Like they yeah. are happening. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're a thing now. Yes. And for, and that raises a couple of really interesting issues for web folks in particular, uh, designers and developers and whatnot. Um, one is that I think that I think that this type of watch for a bunch of really sort of silly but very practical real world situations, I don't think that the Android Wear slash Apple Watch uh, type of watch is really going to catch on that that strongly because it's uh, mainly the battery. I'll, I'll just stick with that. I'm going to say because the battery life, because the, the fancy screen does not add enough value for how much 
it, it, it so like, have to remember to charge it every single night. Yeah. If you, if you have to charge your watch every night, it means you're taking it off every night. And while it's off, it's not valuable. And if it's not yeah. valuable, you're not going to put it back on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go with cannot be seen in sunlight. There's, and that's a major issue. Yeah. Um, I really expected them to come out with a watch with an analog watch face and then some kind of display. I, uh, yeah. I mean, me too. I'm really anyway, surprised they came out with this yeah. now. Um, I thought it was very, I thought it was very clever that they mm -hmm. went with the physical crown dial. Yes, I, I, I would, love that. I would love. It's a great idea. I I wish that Pebble and their their center their center button, the select button on the right hand side. I wish they would replace the up and down buttons with just not a crown, but like a dial that mm -hmm. sticks the edge of which sticks out like sticks a out, like yeah. a Zippo lighter flick. Yeah. And that's the technical name for that round ball. It's a flick. Was it? <laughs> it's a polite flick. <laughs> and then you could just roll it up and down. And then when you wanted to select the option, you just push it in. Push it in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be super cool. You could do a nice metal one with like gear teeth. It would be, it would be really nice. It would be a, a smoother feel instead than the, of Instead the of push tap, up tap, and down tap, buttons tap, and then tap. the center button to select. Right. It's more of a. That would be cool. That would be, I would really like that. Um, so I like, I like, and I, I, but Apple really thought it through. They really they they realized that the screen is not good for multi-touch. You can't pinch to zoom on it. You use the crown. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's not just a crown. It's a digital crown. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but so here's the thing like that matters to people uh, like us is that it's a new kind of input method. It is. It is. It's a very clever input method. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a new one. And so, so it's something that we're going to, uh, potentially have to worry about not just on that watch, but on other watches that it inspires. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, you know, I think other people are going to come out with them. You're going to be like, oh, that, that's a good idea. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then the other big thing that uh, I think we all need to think about is that um, they, if it has one, they didn't say it, but it doesn't have a web browser. And I said that online and everyone was like, oh, websites would be stupid on that. And I'm like, well, but what, it, but what do you do when you, they showed a Twitter app? Like, what do you do when a, when a link shows up in your feed and you tap on it? Like what happens? Put it in your phone, in yeah, your pocket. Maybe that's what Android Wear does. Um, it was clunky. Yeah, it, it, I agree. Um, but they didn't show any based on what they showed, it doesn't render HTML in any way. And so it, it's essentially, if it becomes a popular device or this class of device, and I think they, like I said, I think they will, but I think the ones that'll become popular won't have this kind of screen. So it'll be even less likely to render HTML, which means that um, it's yet another environment where your content needs to be free of HTML tags. Uh, so that you can send it to devices that don't render HTML or CSS or, or of course, not even JavaScript. Yeah. Um, so did we talk at all about about Hint yet? Uh, no, we haven't talked about Hint. We should talk about Hint because Hint is really cool. Mm, I, you predicted Hint two years ago. <laughs> I did nail that one. I totally nailed that one. Yeah, they should be paying you some kind of royalties or something. <laughs> um. So let's just talk, let's introduce, I think I almost want to do the whole show next week on it, but yeah, but, I almost do too. Uh, but let's let people know about it so they can look into it. So hint is 
Um, don't call it a Bluetooth earpiece. Motorola will freak out if you call it a Bluetooth headset. It's not really. Uh, it really isn't. It's a Bluetooth device that is, uh, it's an earable. That's what they call it. <laughs> an earable. Yeah. It sticks in your ear. It kind of, it looks more than anything else like a cufflink, if you ask me. Yeah. And it just, it sticks in there. It's fairly low profile, but you can definitely see it, but it's. Yeah, it, but it's not like Uhura, Lieutenant Uhura earpiece. Correct. Correct. Um, and it's really Maybe in the new Star Trek movies. I don't remember, but. Right. But we know. Yeah. It's not yeah. like that giant turkey baster sticking out of your head. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's really nice metal uh, and wood finish. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it supposedly sits right in your ear. I, I find that really hard to believe, but um, assuming that it does stay in your ear and it doesn't give you a headache from being jammed in there. Um, what it does is it connects to your phone over Bluetooth and it gives you. Um, it, you know, a phone in the pocket type of, um, okay, Google, what time is it? Okay, Google, how's the traffic on the way home or whatever. All the okay, Google stuff that you can do with the Moto X. Yeah. Um, with the screen locked, you can now do without even taking your phone out of your pocket. Uh, it also works as a Bluetooth headset, so you can actually take calls over it. It's, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's so funny that they called it the hint. Yeah, I know. The name is... <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> right. Because uh, it, imagine... It's like it's just whispering in your ear. Yeah, exactly. So imagine, and this is this is the talk I give, imagine if there was a thing like this, which this yeah. isn't quite yet, but they're obviously going there, that is is just, you know, where you don't have to say, okay, Google, or okay, earpiece, or, you know, it it uh, you can actually have it um, respond to whatever. I noticed that they said that you can, you can set it to respond oh. to whatever you like. Um, so you can... It, Imagine that it's not uh, waiting for you to wake it up. Imagine if it's just listening to everything. I and think it's going to. They said it's location aware. Like it will give you information when you're in. Yeah, I think it does send yeah. you like not- audio, audio notifications as well. But I'm, talk- I'm even talking about having a conversation with someone and it ah, filling in the blanks for you. And it just you. listens in the background. And- right. And like as you're talking about, um, as you're talking about, a movie or whatever it's i mean this would be really annoying but imagine I, I imagine there's a way to do it right where where it you know you're talking about movies and it's like it just sort of says to you as if it's a third person in the conversation oh that's playing tonight at eight or, or whatever right and it's just it telling you information in the conversation and oh yeah that'd be a great idea it waits for a pause and then it's like by the way and then you uh, that would be really spooky i think but, <laughs> yeah but useful very useful <laughs> Um, the other thing about it that I would super groove on mm-hmm. is that if I'm going to have this thing in my ear all the time, and if it's connected to my phone, um, can I get an app on my phone that just sent a choir feed to it? So how oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. So you'd be walking around and your choir notifications, which if you haven't, that's going back several months episode wise, maybe even longer. Yeah. Maybe we'll cover it again next week when we talk more about hint yeah yeah good idea um but the the choir api lets you set up really customized audio notifications for a million different things so you can since the audio notifications are so um specialized and and customizable tunable you can set up notifications for like dozens and dozens and dozens of things yeah and and once you get used to them you'll know what what each one is Right. So you listen to all these, these basically the soundscape is passing over you and it, it usually it's mostly normal stuff. 
um, it's like usually always going. So like mm-hmm. it's always making a noise, but it's a subtle sort of pleasing sound depending, well, depending on the, unless it's like a bad, an error notification or something. And you get the foghorn. And you get the foghorn, right. Um, or the cash register when someone makes a purchase on your website. Uh, right. So you're just sitting there with this background, kind of background noise in your ear that is giving you information without you really listening to it. So that to me, there's a difference between hearing and listening. So you're hearing yeah. all these notifications and it's on a subconscious level, you know that everything's fine or you know that something just happened and you know mm-hmm. what it was without even pulling out your phone. Yeah, it's, it's very passive sort of, yeah, it's, you know, it's like having a TV show on in the background. Right. I mean, there's background noise around you all the time anyway. And like mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm in a really loud situation or there's a super obnoxious person near me, I'll put on coffeeivity so I have my own background noise. I have my cu- <laughs> own customized background noise. Right. Uh, which works great. Um, although it is really, really uh, disorienting when you stop it and you, you're transported back to where you really are. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was at Starbucks and I'm on a, and I'm on a plane. <laughs> So, um, especially if you go to sleep with this, with the, the sound on, <laughs> that <laughs> would be weird. To, <laughs> let me tell you, I used to, um, I used to, when it's a funny story, when I was having a hard time sleeping, I'd go and I'd put on rainy mood Yeah, back when rainy mood was like the only thunderstorm soundtrack that was free and decent on the internet. Uh-huh. And, um, so I put it on one night I went to bed, I had it going through the speakers and somehow during sometime during the night the flash player like hung and locked up yeah and it got stuck in like this huge loud thunderclap loop over and over and over <laughs> and i woke up to that this thing was like someone's bombing my house <laughs> it was horrible ah uh, uh, technology yeah <laughs> took um, a few minutes to realize what was going on there yeah, where am i yeah I, I woke up in World War One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we, we'll leave it at that, and we'll plan next week to do like a more in-depth talk about um, Hint and Dash, and there's even another one um, that I backed on Kickstarter. There's two I backed on Kickstarter plus this one, um, which is coming out, I think, that in time for the holidays, believe it or not. So Yeah, and it's going to be 149 bucks. Yeah, which is super reasonable. Yeah. So I am really, it's things are, things are all this stuff that we've been warning you about. Yeah, dear I'm, I'm way more excited about Hint than I am the Apple Watch. Yeah, I, I'm not specifically excited about the Apple Watch, but it, I'm excited about what it represents. I, I think, th- I, yeah. I love the OS. I just wish it was on a phone and not on a watch. <laughs> I think it's really cool, but I don't yeah. want it on my wrist. <clears throat> so, so yeah. anyway, we'll, uh, let's leave it at that and we will pick it up there next week. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, then that is our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. 